Hello, people of Earth, and welcome. My name is Josh Owens, and welcome to Good Humans, um, the first episode of Good Humans, as it were. So you guys are seeing history being made right before your ears. Um, so welcome. Uh, this is a new name for a not new podcast uh, and a slightly new direction uh, for a not new podcast. Um, and I'm really, really excited. Uh, so this will be the inaugural episode, um, if you will. And uh, I'm excited to take you guys along for whatever journey this ends up being. Um, so welcome. And I'm happy you're here. And thanks for listening. Um, so this episode is going to just be me. So I'm sorry if you were hoping for a super interesting guest uh, or even um, <laughs> I was going to say a super interesting guest or Cecilia. That makes it sound like Cecilia is not an interesting guest. Uh, she's not really a guest, though. We live together. So she's as at home here as I am. Um, but uh, so I'm sorry if, if one of those two things was what you were hoping for. Uh, this episode's just going to be me. But I do have plans to have... Uh, a few really, really interesting and I think really good human guests on in the next uh, few weeks and months. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so I'm sorry, but I'm just going to tell you right up top, this one's just me. So, you know, if, if you really want to turn it off at this point, um, I'm just being fair. Just telling you right off the bat. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into it here in a second. Uh, I want to set this. I want to set the stage. I want to paint a picture for you guys though, right now, um, of where I'm at, because I could not be happier, uh, than I am in this setting. So I kind of just want to paint a picture for you guys. Of what's happening right now. Uh, I'm sitting in, uh, the corner of my bedroom, uh, podcasting at the desk that is in the corner of my bedroom. Uh, this corner is decorated with, uh, all kinds of nerd paraphernalia, uh, on some floating shelves that I've installed. Comic books, uh, Deadpool figurines, Funko Pop figures, uh, Star Wars memorabilia, all kinds of things. Um, so I love it. This is my little office corner, my little uh, nerd kingdom uh, in our home here. So, And I'm drinking uh, some really, really good rye whiskey. It's called High West Whiskey. Uh, that I got from some very dear friends of mine and Cecilia's uh, named Anna and Uwe. Um, and they also bought me this really awesome uh, set of Death Star ice ball makers. Um, and so that's what I got going on. Uh, and so I'm settled in and um, yeah, we're going to do this. So I'm excited to talk about what uh, I'm going to talk about this week. Um, because I think it's important. Uh, it may be a little confusing at times, but I'll try and make it not that. Um, and I think it's applicable to just about everybody that will hear this, if not right now uh, at some point. But I think this is one of those things that's always applicable for everyone. Um, so uh, I want to call this episode, Why, Why? Uh, and I hope that that will make sense, uh, as we go. So, um, I want to start off by saying this. I think, uh, why is a question that gets asked often, uh, but I'm not sure how often it gets answered. And 
I'm not sure how often we end up asking this question as we get older. Um, I, I feel like it ends up being less and less uh, as we grow older. We start accepting things just sort of at face value more and more. Um, so how often does this question get answered? How often do we ask it as we get older? And who are we asking? Uh, so those are the questions. Those are the things I want to talk about um, on this episode. So we're going to take these in reverse order. Uh, so first, who are we asking? Um, now as toddlers, we're probably asking our parents and they're probably not always extremely happy to hear that question. Uh, as we get older and, and turn into middle schoolers, uh, and teenagers and maybe our friends, um, and we may be looking for approval, uh, from them, uh, when we're asking that question because we're looking for the answers that they might provide. Uh, and then as we sort of transition from teenagers and, and middle schoolers to young adults uh, and beyond, it may still be our friends that we're asking that question to. Um, hopefully not the majority of the time, but uh, at that point, we also may be asking mentors. Uh, we may be, not consciously, but we may be asking celebrities, musicians, um, maybe we're asking religious leaders or I think the saddest uh, option here is that we may ask or we may stop asking altogether. Um, and I, I genuinely do think that is sad. Uh, and I, I don't think that it's a willful, um, a willful thing when we stop asking. I think it just happens um, because that's sort of our environment as we get older, our environment encourages us, encourages us to ask that question. I think less and less as we get older and it encourages us, it, for some reason, I can't say that word. It encourages us to just sort of accept things at face value, um, more and more as we get older. So, and this, this isn't to say that like, this isn't to say that we can't form our own why, uh, based on input from people like this, this isn't to say that we, let me back up. So it is sad if we stop asking altogether, but I, I think it is also sad that if we're only asking mentors or our friends or celebrities or musicians or religious leaders, um, all of those people can inform the answer to this question. The second why, um, so the first why being, the initial question, the second why being the answer, the why, uh, in answer to the why. Um, and that's not to say all these people can't inform the answer to this question, but I would ask, uh, are we asking the, the only person really that can actually answer this question for us, which is ourselves? Um, because honestly, nobody can answer this question for you. Uh, and nobody has to live with the answer other than you. So um, all of this is not to say that these people can't inform our why uh, based on their input and their life experience uh, and how much we trust them or uh, things they've written um, or things like this podcast uh, that they've shared with us. That's not to say we shouldn't or can't let things like that inform our why. Um, but at the end of the day, that's all it's doing 
is informing our why. It's not answering that question because we are the only ones that can answer that question for ourselves. So really the answers I think can be just as varied. Um, the second whys, the why in answer to the, to the question why can be just as varied uh, as the original question. But I think that's the beauty. So the important thing here, I think, is is really to be honest with yourself about your answer. Uh, and sometimes the hardest person to be honest with is yourself. Uh, trust me, I know that firsthand. So, but I, I think the beauty of it is that the answers to this are, are just uh, as varied and just as unique uh, for every individual as, as are the answers. So to this point, I would say don't get too attached to your answer because chances are it's changed before uh, and it's going to change again. So, and that's fine. Um, I, I talked uh, a couple episodes ago about uh, truth and how the older I get, the less and less I believe that truth is objective I think truth more often than not is subjective. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And I don't say that to, to sound like flaky or, or, or flippant or new agey or whatever you want to classify it as. I say that as that's genuinely my belief, but I think that's fine. I think it's fine that everybody's truth is different. Um, and everybody's truth applies to them and maybe not to me. Uh, so don't get attached, I think, to your answer to the, to the why, because, it's probably going to change and that's fine. I think that's great. Um, I'm so happy that I'm not the person that I was 10 years ago or five years ago or six months ago. Um, so reserve the right to change your mind because you have every right to change your mind. Um, but also like that's why, why wouldn't you change your mind? That's called progress. So if, if somebody tries So, uh, you know, uh, a while back, uh, the term flip-flopper was a great uh, way to label somebody that uh, used to think one thing and then said that they thought another, um, and it was used negatively all the time, but it's, that's called progress, I think. Um, So I I just, man, I I just think changing your mind and changing your stance on things has has come to, to have a lot of negative connotation around it. And I don't like that. So reserve the right to change your mind. Um, and I, I think at some point we probably need to do a podcast on changing your mind and the fear and judgment and apprehension that go along with it. But uh, I think changing your mind and, and changing the way you think based on new information is called progress. So uh, don't get too attached to your answer because uh, it's probably going to change. So here I would say ask yourself this question. Um, inform it with information from other people or outside sources, uh, wherever you feel you need to, or can, uh, and then hold that answer loosely because I think it's going to change. Um, so next, uh, the next question, how often are we asking this? Um, and again, as, as we're kids, you know, how, how often do you hear the phrase, you know, because I said so. So you ask a question and your parents say, well, because I said so, or the authority figure, whoever it is says, because I said so. Uh, and how long did it take? 
So that's usually a thing that, again, like middle schoolers, teenagers, like when you get into sort of that middle age of adolescence is when I think you hear this the most, uh, because your questions start getting a little more complicated and less easy to give a quick answer to, uh, whether it's your parents or some other authority figure, a teacher, whoever it may be. Uh, so I think you start hearing this, this phrase, because I said so a lot more often in those years, uh, which are also formative years, uh, which is part of the reason I think that we stop asking this question when we become older, because we get so used to hearing, because I said, so, uh, you know, how many times does it take hearing that before you stop asking altogether? Uh, if that makes sense. So, um, Along these lines, I, I was having a, a conversation with a couple of friends of mine recently, um, and both of them actually made the statement uh, that they they hope their kids talk back to them loudly and often uh, because that means that there's communication happening. Um, and I know both of these men um, that I was talking to very well, I think, and I this is an educated guess, but it is, it is a guess, but it's an educated guess. Uh, I would guess that in neither household is the phrase because I said so used often. I would say it probably does get used because sometimes you get tired. And I think, um, if you're in a situation where you can't necessarily wax eloquent on an answer, uh, to your children, I think that phrase probably does get used. Um, but I would wager that in neither of these households, um, that phrase gets used often. So, uh, and I would also say that I, I hope, um, I, I don't think either of these guys would, would mind me saying their name on the podcast. I hope that someday I'm able to be as good a father, uh, and parent as both Stuart and Gavin, um, are, uh, who are the guys that I was talking to recently. But, uh, I think it's beautiful, um, I think that sentiment is beautiful to hope that your kids talk back loudly and often, uh, because that does mean that there's communication happening. And it does mean that you apparently as a parent have not shut off or suppressed communication or thought, uh, or a questioning inquiring mind, um, to the point where it just sort of stops asking that question. So I think that is beautiful. Um, and, again, as, as we grow older, we get less curious and, and we stop asking that question as often. And we start to realize that it's a lot easier to accept things at face value and sort of let others make our decisions for us, uh, and tell us why. Um, because it's just, it's easier. It's simpler, uh, to kind of turn over the reins and let somebody else take the control. Um, so we, let other people make our decisions, set our schedules, tell us how to think, what to buy. Uh, and so as an adult, because I said so, becomes extremely simple and easy and uncomplicated, but it also becomes really, really small, I think. Um, and I think that ends up being a very restricting and small and sad way to live. Um, and on the, on the other side of it, why becomes inconvenient and problematic and terrifying, but I think it also becomes tantalizing, uh, because I, I think that there's always something in us that wants to know and needs to know. Um, I was, uh, recently listening to a podcast, 
um, with Peter Rollins, uh, who is an Irish philosopher <clears throat> currently living in LA and he does tours and he, he has a YouTube channel. That's really, really great. He currently has a podcast, um, with another person that I admire, uh, named Elliot Morgan. Um, their podcast is called the fundamentalists. You should check it out. Um, after you get done listening to this episode, of course, but, um, I was recently listening to that podcast, uh, and on that podcast, Peter Rollins told a story uh, about himself. And um, he, when he was younger, he uh, he I, he often calls it dabbling in religion. But um, when he was in his teens and I think early twenties, he uh, he was very religious and and sort of just dove in headfirst, uh, was looking for answers, and that seemed the way to get them. And so he dove in. And the uh, particular brand of religion that he had dove into uh, were literal creationists, meaning uh, people that literally believed that the world was created in six days and God rested on the seventh. Bottoms up. Um, And so that's just sort of what everybody was expected to believe. And so his, his story, the way he tells it is that, uh, he on the outside said that he believed that, and he really, really tried to convince himself that that was what he believed, but there were always the nagging questions, uh, of the scientific evidence and just how unlikely that story really was in the first place. And all of these people who seemed much smarter than he, uh, or any of the people he was around, saying that that wasn't the case, that literal creationism, uh, a six day creation is not, uh, possible or based on the evidence. So this really, really bothered him and sort of ate away at him as was one of the driving factors of, of a lot of his anxiety and doubt, uh, when he was sort of just getting into this religion and, and very, uh, inundated with it. Um, he said, until, he was talking to somebody that he admired greatly. Uh, and this subject came up. And so he took a risk and told this person the doubts that he was having. And this person's reply was, I don't think it matters. And he said in that moment, he was so relieved because he could finally admit to himself that he didn't really believe it. And he could admit to this person that he didn't really believe it because this person took all of the pressure and all of the stigma off of that specific part of the whole thing and said, really, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it matters that much. And he just talks about all the relief and just the the joy and the buoyancy that he felt in that moment, being able to let that go, not only outwardly, but inwardly, that he could stop lying to himself and saying, no, I, I, I really believe this and, and admit to himself. No, I, I never bought this in the first place. Um, I, I, I really think that's beautiful. And I, th- I think that speaks to how difficult sometimes it's, it is to be honest with ourselves, but it also speaks to that part of us that is so intent to know and, and to ask those questions. And I think it also speaks to, to how sad it is when, we learn the skill of tamping down our why. Um, and then it starts slowly killing us and eating away at us because there's something inside all of us that has to ask and, and discover and learn and, 
you know, as Rob Bell would say, turn the gem uh, and look at things from all different angles. Um, And we learn that it's socially acceptable to smother our why. uh, And we learn what the boundaries are. And we learn what are the things that we can't question. And so we stop questioning them. Uh, and I, I just, I think that's so sad. So then the question arises, if, if our society is pushing us towards just sort of accepting things as, at face value, you know, stick to the status quo, everything's going to be fine. Don't rock the boat. Um, and every, you know, every other, uh, colloquial, colloquialism or, or, uh, cliche that you can think of, um, if that's the environment that we live in and it's easiest to not ask why, then the question arises, why, why? Like, why would you ask that question? Why would you commit the act of asking why? Why would you why? So here's why I think, um, I told you it was going to get confusing at some point. Here's why I think it's important to why, uh, because a life without a why is a life without the answer to that question, the, the why. Um, so I hopefully to make this a little clearer, if, if we don't have a why for the way that we think or the way that we act or the way that we live, which comes from asking why in the first place, if we don't have those things, do we have a purpose really? And if we don't have a purpose, are, aren't we just empty and ignorant um, and suggestible? Uh, and isn't that how we get assholes? If we're being honest, um, when's the last time you were talking to somebody, uh, whether in person or on Facebook and at some point you just realize, oh, they don't know why they think what they do. They probably don't actually even think what they do. They have just been trained their whole life to, when triggered by certain words or phrases or topics, to uh, repeat all of this information that they're repeating right now. And none of this is actually coming from any critical thinking that they've done. They have just been told this is the answer to this issue and this is the answer to this question. And so when this issue or when this question arises, this is what you say. It happens all the time. And you can spot you can spot a person like this uh, pretty easily after a few exchanges, a few brief exchanges when one side of the conversation is actually having a conversation and is presenting, you know, evidence and sources for why they think the way they do, not necessarily in an argumentative manner, but just to say like, well, this is where I'm coming from. And this is why I think what I do. And the other side is just saying the same thing over and over again. Um, and just trying to win by virtue of volume. Um, it's pretty easy to spot those people. And I am also, I'm going to make another assumption here. I made one earlier uh, about, about my friends uh, and the home environment that they're raising their children in. I'm going to make another assumption here and say that none of us really like those kind of people. 
that don't really know why they think what they do, but they really think quote unquote, at least outwardly the way they do. Um, I think if we're all honest, we all think those people are assholes. Look, I've been that person. And I think when I am that person, I'm an asshole. Like I think I'm an asshole when I act that way. So I think we all probably don't like that person very much. So, you know, when that dogmatic person can't articulate why they're dogmatic beyond, well, this is just what I was taught and why change it. Um, you know, that's that person because in reality, a person who's confident in their why, uh, which again comes from asking why in the first place, a person that's confident in that doesn't feel a need to tell everyone all the time because that's not the point. The point isn't to convince everybody of your why, because that's your why you have to answer that question. So that's not the point. As a matter of fact, if, if somebody is actively trying to convince everyone else that their why is the why, um, that's probably a person that hasn't really done any critical thinking about their why, or probably hasn't asked that question in quite a while. So why, why, because the person you become and the why that you come to as a result of asking why in the first place gives you purpose. It informs your principles. And I think it brings peace because you, when you have that backing the way you live and the way you think and the actions you take and what you do every day, when you have that backing you and the person you are, you don't feel the need to make everybody think the way you do. And it makes you much more interesting and far less of an asshole. Uh, so then lastly, how often does why get answered? Um, and I, I think this is the hardest part of this entire conversation and everyone may hate this answer because I hate this answer, but here goes almost never, uh, at least not permanently, because this is why we should hold our answers loosely. I think because most things in life have no definitive answer. There's no clear cut solution. There's no absolute truth for most things. Excuse me. Um, there's no perfect, simple, constant truth. Most things in life are messy, and and I think that's where things get really interesting. Um, I uh, so I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I'm dating this podcast by saying this, but I don't care. Uh, earlier today, Cecilia and I filed our taxes, and when I say Cecilia and I filed our taxes, what I mean is Cecilia filed our taxes because I'm extremely unorganized, and I probably would have filed them late uh, if if. Cecilia didn't do it. So, uh, and we're not even through February yet. We're like at the end of February and Cecilia has already filed our taxes. And I think that's awesome. Um, so I'm, I, I say that to, to tell you that I'm not a person who is uncomfortable with a little bit of mess or chaos. And I know I'm not, everybody's like that. So I think just personality wise, I'm, I'm probably a little more comfortable with this answer than, than some people may be. And that's fine. But I think, it still stands that most things in life don't have 
a definitive answer. And so the answer to this question almost never gets answered. And I, I say that knowing that at the beginning of this podcast, I said, you're the only person that can answer this question. I don't think that we often find the why to answer the question why. But I, I also think that's sort of the point. Um, and I think that's where things get interesting and, and beautiful. And we said it before, growth means, you know, progress means change and a change in the way you think and, and change in perspective based on new information and new experiences. And I think all of that means that as we gather that new information, even if we've answered the question, why, with a why before, I think that answer could change. And honestly, I think the questions change as we grow and as we make progress. I think the important thing is that we're asking. So I think one way to sum up this whole conversation is it becomes less about the, the why to answer the question and more about the act of whying, asking the question why. So it becomes less about the why and more about the whying, I think, um, to sum up my thoughts on this. So um, this is just something that's been on my mind recently. And so I wanted to share it with everybody uh, because that's what I do. I talk into a microphone and then send it out to the internet so that people can listen to it. Um, And I hope people do. And I'm glad that you are. And I'd really love to know what you think about this, this subject. I know uh, this isn't like a concrete black and white issue that, that people can take stances on and like have a heated debate about. But, um, I think this is a conversation starter, which is really what I'm trying to do anyway. So I would love to hear what you guys think about this subject. I'd love to know what your process has been to both ask this question and then answer it and then maybe ask a different question and answer it differently or change your previous answer to this question. Um, because I definitely don't have it all figured out. And, and so if I'm being honest, part of this podcast's, uh, motivation for me is picking other people's brains and figuring out what other people think about all this, because, um, I need all the help I can get. Uh, and I think all of us can help each other. So I'd love to hear what you guys think about this subject, um, or whatever else is on your mind, whatever you want to talk about. So, uh, that's really all I had to talk about today. Um, I'm going to finish up my high West rye, uh, and maybe read a couple comic books and call it a night, but I really appreciate you guys tuning in and joining me for the first episode, the first full episode of good humans. I'm really, really excited with what we're going to do with what we're going to do about what we're going to do, uh, here in the next few months and, and hopefully years. I hope this is a, an ongoing thing, but, um, I do have, like I said, I have a few guests planned. Um, so I'll be bringing on a friend of the podcast, Charlie Virgo. Uh, and we're going to talk about some things. I think he is, 
Um, if you haven't, he's a musician. If you haven't heard his music, look him up on Spotify. He's amazing. Um, a punk rock Sinatra, I think is the way he describes himself. And I think that's very apt. Um, but he's going to come on the podcast. We're going to talk about art, uh, and its relation to society and culture, uh, and the responsibility of the artist, uh, in that, uh, as well as a few other things. I think, um, religion is probably going to come up because he and I have very similar, uh, religious backgrounds in the way we were raised. Um, Cecilia will be back on the podcast. Uh, my good friend, Stuart will be back on the podcast. Hopefully I'll be able to get Gavin, maybe a couple of the other guys, um, that, uh, I, I used to be able to spend more time with, uh, back in my younger days. Hopefully I'll be able to get them back on the podcast as well. So stay tuned. I think we're going to have some, um, oh, and, and a good friend of mine that I used to work with named Katrina, uh, who I think has some really, really, uh, interesting insights, uh, and perspectives. Um, she and I used to have a lot of really, really good discussions at work. Uh, so I'm excited to have her on as well. So stay tuned. I think you guys are going to meet some really good, um, good humans, uh, interesting people. And hopefully you'll hear some helpful conversations uh, along the way. And hopefully you will contribute to the conversation by reaching out. So I'm going to tell you how to do that right now. Uh, cause some of this has changed, um, recently since we launched, uh, the new podcast and the new name for it. So, um, if you want to hit us up on Facebook, uh, our Facebook, uh, web address, that's a weird way to say that our Facebook page is www.facebook.goodhumanspod.com. Uh, I think it's actually slash goodhumanspod.com. It's, it's good humans pod or just good humans. Look us up. You'll see it. It's, there's a logo. There's a guy with a thumbs up. You'll find us on Facebook. So we are on Facebook. If you want to hit us up there, if you want to email us, uh, we're goodhumanspod at gmail.com. Um, and I would be happy to talk to you there. If you want to message us on Facebook or post on the wall or whatever you want to do. Um, I don't do Twitter. I just hate it so much. So, uh, we don't have a Twitter and my life is not interesting enough to share anything on Instagram. So I don't have an Instagram either, but email or Facebook. Uh, Oh, Oh, or the website almost forgot. I'm super happy with the website. Um, and not sponsored, but, uh, Squarespace was really awesome to work with to get this website up and running. So, uh, you can find us online too at goodhumanspod.com. So there's three ways to interact with us and talk to us. And I would love, uh, just to know what you guys are thinking about, um, and kind of dealing with and working through, um, and I would love to pick you guys' brains uh, as well as the people that I have on as guests. So um, let's have a conversation. And uh, thank you for listening to Good Humans. Um, I hope it's been helpful. And I'll see you guys next time.